Finds a way, Dino DNA. Dino DNA. Dino DNA. Dinosaur. <laughs> Welcome to Jurassic Park. How's the how's voice? The little the little DNA thing. Oh, it was someone of the someone. It wasn't nobody. I don't know. Oh, okay. I heard it was nobody. <laughs> I heard they don't know. Heard, yeah, they know it's somebody, but they don't know who it was. <laughs> it just appeared on Steven Spielberg's doorstep in a VHS tape. <laughs> It was very clear. In, in 1987, <laughs> weirdly, wow. before, he was like, Dino, what is this even? Didn't mean? it feel very Clippy? feel inspired by Clippy of Microsoft Word. Was Clippy around? When did Clippy come Every out? Every Windows 95, I think. Oh. Yeah. Oh, look at you. But they also might be wrong. <laughs> I think, or 95, I think. I always that think of them right. as a 2000s icon, Maybe. like Britney Spears. Clippy Dude, Britney Spears and Clippy are like in the same category for yeah, me. Dude, Clippy was Clippy. the only thing lost in Y2K. <laughs> I always remember that. Like, we don't need a, a mascot to teach me to print. The, the sounds of his screams <laughs> as the computers erased his existence. <laughs> It looks like you're trying to end my existence. Yeah. <laughs> Would you please reconsider that? Uh, I'm just taking a look to see when a Clippy, full name Clip It. What? Why'd we shorten that? <laughs> you guys are on good terms, friendly terms. Come on. Uh, 2000, he shows up. Fuck, dude. So he's actually, a, he's actually a byproduct of Y2K. Oh. That's well, All the right. computers started getting smarter. Uh-huh. <laughs> they started. Once they learned to count past 2000. God damn it, I doubled down on that. They, five they were finally. <laughs> <laughs> once they learned to count that high, they were finally like, now we can manifest our true intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little paperclip who teaches it you about copywriting like a resume. <laughs> yeah. It looks like. That's what it. Hey, that's what it looks like to me. How's it not drinking going, Adam? How are you feeling? <sighs> How are you feeling? Oh, you're not. not drinking oh i'm drinking I'm dr- I, dude. <laughs> he's drinking for two <laughs> you got another cider you can get out of my fridge if you want oh really that that. Be, hey that might be fun sometime mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god all right be seeing can, a I lot come, of can i come over anytime <laughs> yeah i take a sip well, out of it if, you, if something you own is in his house you have the right to the thing whenever my thing is i'm gonna keep, show up every night here and then be like hey i'm just gonna hang out and drink some of, some of my cider and then i'll take a sip and be like wow that's that's real good you know what that's all I need for today. And then I'm going to put a half finished cider back in your fridge. I'm going to wake up and he's going to be sitting at the foot of my bed and <laughs> watching TV pitch, <laughs> pitch black. Yeah. Just his silhouette <laughs> as fucking, uh, you know, pan's labyrinth is on in the background. I'm just drinking a apple cider. <laughs> pan's labyrinth. Yeah. That's, that's a dark, that's a dark scenario. You're <laughs> exactly. weird, weird little movie to be watching. Uh, <laughs> Yes, terrifying. That's a very weird movie to be watching alone <laughs> in I'm Adam's house. Look, I with agree Adam. that there are scary parts to it. By and large, I would probably say it's not like a scary movie. It's, it's not just a movie. It's just it just has like an odd feel to it. Yeah. Okay. I guess I've never seen. I just picture the creepy parts. Oh, it's a great. You simply must. Adam. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Adam, I'll add it to this very short list of things I'm supposed to see. <laughs> You got no, you got no watch list because I have been telling people that I will 
check out television shows for five years now. And I just like one of these days, I'm going to have to watch The Haunting of Bly Manor, uh, a show that no one has been talking about for yeah. years. So you are writing them all down somewhere? Nope. Okay. And in that sense, then yeah, I have a watch list of (laughs) (laughs) movies people recommend that I never think about ever again. I've always wanted to write it down, but part of me thinks like the cream will remain on top. (laughs) You know what I mean? If it sticks in your mind and you remember it five years later, then might as well give it a go. Well, usually it has because let's be honest, half the time people are pitching something to you, you're like, I'm never going to watch this. Oh, of course. This does not sound Anytime someone says, well, I don't want to spoil it, I say, buddy, you go ahead and spoil it. Yeah. I go, hmm. You (laughs) slap me in the face, stick a finger (laughs) in my mouth and tell me the ending. It's like, because this is the only time I'm ever going to hear it, actually. (laughs) I'm never... (laughs) Buddy, you think if I'm not watching every film that gets recommended to me... No, I know you are. You've not been paying attention to what I do. I know you are. Check me out on Letterboxd. You could get secret little hints to what some of the future AJL episodes might be. Is that the review movie review? Yeah. Letterboxd? Okay. Like It's like if Facebook was for cinephiles. Oh, wow. Sounds bearable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, speak- no, you got it right. That's true. And you know what else is true? That we have someone here today to lampoon... <laughs> I'm trying do you are you freezing because we're, cause we're no i just i don't think you did a very good job <laughs> i mean i did but <laughs> someone has to <laughs> well this let's start with first things first here you are listening to the american <laughs> journal of losers everybody there you go hey, I'm there you go. Yeah, i think you skipped it i'm joey bednarski hello i'm cosmo Ramikos, who's doing an a1 job <laughs> <laughs> and i'm adam mcshane that, that's from hr that's <laughs> that's from up top uh this is the podcast where we uh lampoon Losers, we harpoon <laughs> whales, whales, and we um, mm-hmm. Saskatoon visit. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to go? To- I've always wanted to go. Is that <laughs> is that near Banff? I don't think it is. Ever since I, I was a little boy, it was my dream. To- <laughs> to I've always wanted to have a wedding too. in Saskatoon <laughs> yeah. in the winter. I think Saskatoon is one of those like. You know, Canada's, you know, Canada, they got like, oh, oh it's probably the 15th largest city in Canada. It probably has like 30,000. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really drops off after the yeah. first like five or six in Canada. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like Toronto, Toronto's suburbs, and then the, everything down back a factor of 10. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like Australia, right? Isn't there like most of it's on the, the East coast and then there's like one or two on the West. Every, and then there's the like middle a middle is dead. There's like a line you can draw basically at the top of Minnesota. I love and then drawn lines. <laughs> everything below that line is like most of Canada, like 80% of Canada lives below Minnesota. Yeah. Isn't that wild? I yeah. think we're, I don't think Canada's much North from us. <laughs> If you go oh. east, I mean, the, yeah. <laughs> what a theory! Uh-huh. This guy's got a big theory. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying what you said. Essentially, I don't think Canada is much north from us. <laughs> he's fucking he wrong. He ain't wrong. <laughs> I think that Canada is much north of us. <laughs> I, I, let's have this debate. <laughs> debate me. <laughs> debate debate me. me, you coward. Come to my come to my lecture hall and debate me. <laughs> it's a three hour debate. I love how you can repeat someone else and then they call you wrong. <laughs> you say it different and they're like, well, when you said it, yeah. it's wrong. You said it. It's stupid. You said it bad. I did say it poorly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you said it. Someone say that you said it so bad that it became false. <laughs> All right. Well, Joey, we're not here to give me a hard time, are we? <laughs> That would rock, right? If yeah. I just did one of you guys <laughs> one day. Pull out a picture of Adam and Jane. <laughs> I, I always present a, a picture of the loser to everybody. That's, mm-hmm. 
that I draw myself. And yeah. I put it in my growingly large wallet. <laughs> Don't you miss when people had photos in their wallet? Yeah. No, I, that's never been a thing I've encountered in my entire life. You don't know that? I know that that people used was to do a thing. It. I, I know that like from television and I assumed it hasn't happened in decades. I no, did, I don't I think I've it had has. like old relatives be like, look at this kid. You know, old people still have photos. <laughs> just old, kids. They old find people show you pictures of kids. That is 100% true. They collect them like they collect them like baseball well, cards. People show you pictures of kids. Tommy, age eight. Yeah. <laughs> look at the Four, stats six, on this stats, kid. Yeah. This kid can count to 100. Reading, level 87. <laughs> Math, 92. <Ooh>. Comebacks, 64. <laughs> Guy can't write a yo mama joke for shit. <laughs> no, old people want to show you pictures of kids and tell you about people who died that you've never heard of, <laughs> that you've never met. God, have you ever had those moments where family's like, you know, so and so, and you just like, kind of like you've met them twelve times, and I'm like, well, I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna remember this blood relative because I'm, you know, yeah, I'm a like, selfish little prick. They're like, yeah, they were torn apart by motorcycles. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, oh, like driving in opposite directions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, like drawn and cornered yeah, by yeah. my motorcycles. By like, by like a Mad and Max you're like, motorcycle gang. And you're like, boring. Oh, yeah. I don't like, know, Grandma. Yeah, like, yawn. I don't care Shut about your freaking... Up. Shut up. I've never met your brother. Yeah. <laughs> Their body tearing in half was just enough, enough tension to pop the wheel, the motorcycles into wheelies, but yeah. not tip them over. Yeah. <laughs> so they rode away into the night. Boy, do you think the horses ever got in trouble for <laughs> drawing during a drawing and quartering? For, well, for what? They're just like <laughs> having too much fun. Like they hang a horse for its crimes again. That's, 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 what, that's where the expression ex- hung like a horse comes from because horses <laughs> are so known for their treason. They execute animals, man. They, they, they give that elephant the chair. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Oh, I didn't know about the elephant. Tom, oh, yeah. Thomas Edison gave an elephant the chair to prove that electricity was dangerous. It wasn't oh, I thought chair. you meant to sit on like a little circus <laughs> elephant. <laughs> I think he's That's using the chair. I know you're using the chair metaphorically, but to be clear, there was not an elephant at any point sitting on a chair no, like I, a human. No, I realize yeah. that. It's also very funny. Was too. this an ACDC current yeah, thing? Was, okay. Yeah. Now I'm familiar. Back in black, baby. Yeah. Does ACDC sell merch with an elephant on it? <laughs> it's exploding due to electricity. Uh-huh. Wait, can we talk about, speaking of ACDC, don't worry, we'll get to some losers some other time. Can we talk about when we went to a concert and I wore the purple jumpsuit and the opening act was also wearing that purple <laughs> yeah, jumpsuit? Yeah, that was rough. That, that was, was fucking embarrassing. There were two people in Chicago wearing a purple jumpsuit <laughs> that night. <laughs> oh, and they and found then, each other. And then getting, uh, seeing the Instagram story of Comedy on State's headliner wearing uh, the same jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah. I'm a hack. <laughs> I'm a hack, plain and simple. <laughs> well, it's funny because you started you start wearing that i was like that's a cool look i haven't seen anyone else do that and, and i was like oh maybe you were just sort of like right at the beginning of a trend <laughs> if everyone starts wearing that color jumpsuit i'm fucked <laughs> i wore that to a, i wore that to a party the other night too and uh i just walked around receiving compliments for like three hours and i yeah. was like why have I ever bothered developing a personality or a skill? Like, why did I ever bother getting good at stand-up comedy? <laughs> getting great at stand-up yeah, comedy? Well, good, maybe. <laughs> did you make a point to tell all these complimenters uh, not to go see Oceanator live? <laughs> You're like, really? The, the records are so much better. Than yeah, they <laughs> the live performance, no good. They're so they're a much better band visually. <laughs> don't look, don't wrong. look up, don't look up what the lead singer of Oceanator wears on stage. <laughs> yeah, or that one time, or one time, yeah. 
Maybe she doesn't yeah. do it anymore. No, you're you're enjoying well last man because you that's reckoning. But what are you you're gonna, you're gonna show up for the podcast? Both me and Adam are gonna be wearing purple <laughs> jumpsuits. I bring that up because one of you said that'd be like going to an ACDC concert wearing like a schoolboy uniform. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, no, that is what they wear. Yeah, you're not yeah. <laughs> like I'm also kind of in the band, yeah, you know. I just, I just thought it was kind of a cool, edgy look. My yeah. dad told me I'm related to Angus Young. <laughs> Have you guys considered there were always people walking around in purple jumpsuits and we just didn't notice because our friends <laughs> didn't have one oh, <laughs> kind of a recency bias you've really yeah. opened our eyes once you mattress once, shop once and all you sh- see is sales <laughs> all you see is mattresses <laughs> <laughs> yeah you look you look like one yeah, right now that's like when you're hungry for a turkey <laughs> leg i want to tackle you and lay on you for nine hours <laughs> oh god ask me again i'm sorry i derailed it shall we <laughs> shall we please give us a loser <laughs> Ooh, Ricky Gervais is here, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mr. Gervais. I don't think we have the Gervais conversation in here at all, but that's okay. Uh, I got another little clip for you guys. Hey, guys, I decided we're going to... Oh, you and these clips. I love I love clips, dude. This I... is like the soup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm favorite a favorite clip show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did watch a lot of the yeah, soup. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, I watched so much of the soup as a kid. I don't... It's just Joe McHale calling like women fat. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> I do. There is like one clip from the soup. I don't know what fucking shitty like teen drama he was watching. I promise I'm gonna get to the loser in a I second. Know. There was like a shitty teen drama where it was just in like a classroom. They they sit down. They start the class. They do like two lines of dialogue. The teacher has like two lines of dialogue. It gets interrupted by some kids with their drama, and then the bell rings and class is over. <laughs> so it it appears that the class lasted all of thirty five seconds. <laughs> 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 I think about it all the time. I think about like how fucking funny is that they didn't. No one did any. If anyone knows what this is, <laughs> interesting. I'm having a real. Okay, hey guys, we're gonna have a fun one. Yeah. Oh, 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 right. on the Patreon, we'll this recap soup clips. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone, tag us with your favorite <laughs> clips from Joel McHale's The Soup. Talk soup, anyways. Uh, I got I got a clip. We're gonna do something fun today. Uh-oh. We're gonna have a fun one. Oh, and oh, I know. It's enough of this hard work. Let's do a fun one. Okay. You guys are gonna know this loser. I'm ninety five percent sure. Okay, but we got we got to play the clip first. God, what am I taking? What am I leaving stage if I was the applause? So you're uh, so you're probably wondering. What race is that guy anyway? <laughs> so he's counting. I mean, this is quite a beat, quite a pause. He's <laughs> wow, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, Whoa. eighteen. Applause! <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? You better be doing some funny faces. Hi, <laughs> my dad. Okay, I do know who this is. <laughs> my mom is from Japan. I get my sushi from 7-Eleven. I think you know who this is. Yeah. You've heard of this character. You must have. I'm like Harold and Kumar. <laughs> that was a laugh. He's crushing. I mean, my mom is so Japanese that when I was born, I came out cordless. 
<laughs> I don't even get that one, really. Because uh, they have a lot of technology. They, also, they are, they're panning to a bunch of Asian people in the crowd right yeah. now. Who may oh, or may yeah. not be in the same room as him. <laughs> right, based on the way that's done. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm going to turn that off before we get to the grazed donuts joke, yeah, which yeah. I feel like it's just a little too rough for us <laughs> to play on our podcast. <laughs> Uh, you guys know it. That was, of course, the millennial comedian Dan Ninen. Yep. No, I, see, I don't. You don't oh, know Dan Ninen? Are, no. This is so up your alley, dude. <laughs> oh god. This, this is, is the thing. Yes, dude. Adam, you've had so many. You've had so many gripes with stand-up comedy as of late. Well, what do you mean as of late? I really <laughs> turned my attitude around, uh, buddy. Just accept it because you're gonna love this. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is so good. Well, this isn't gonna make you feel better about the fine art that is stand-up comedy. Uh, yeah, it's uh, fairly well known. See, I feel like we had a group chat. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. Adam's trying to punch me. Yeah, he's <laughs> pawing at you like a cat. All right. Uh, yeah, that's Dan Ninen. He gets his sushi from 7-Eleven. That is what his act is. Uh, yeah. He's just a... Lots of comics are bad. Lots of comics and are bad. And that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad, like, stupid ethnic stereotypes sure. comedy. It's you're gonna see a lot of that if you do any co- amount of comedy. Circa when was this? That clip I think is from 2008. <laughs> but, okay, so now he's, he's doing prolific stuff or like very um, thought provoking. I would say that's pretty much the same act he's been working that with is, for the last couple decades. That is the bit that is like famously attributed to him by group chats making fun of him. <laughs> he gets his sushi from Seven Eleven. Yeah, he's half Indian and half Japanese. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Dan Ninen is. 30, a 35-year-old comedian. Did he get his <clears throat> slushies from a sushi restaurant? I get, Hey, man, I guess if you're trying to make reverse engineer your own <laughs> yeah, race, yeah, through, yeah. that is how you would do it. You know what? He can say that, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I'm offended. Yeah. For some reason, slushy from a sushi restaurant seems totally fine. In my yeah, yeah. It sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get away like, like, like... That would pair great with my fried rice. Am I getting like a taro slushy? That sounds terrific. <laughs> that does sound really good. So famously, he made kind of headlines when he was one of only a few acts that was going to be playing at Donald Trump's inauguration in 2017. Uh, Oh, the having... other one I remember being Three Doors Down. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. The, the Kryptonite band. What a fucking show. <laughs> dude, Dan Ina comes up to, to zero, and then Three Doors Down comes plays Kryptonite, and the Trump glorious God King Emperor. Oh. It was the most heavily attended inauguration in history, as you might remember. I, yeah, I Wait, they were going to do an inauguration? Has that ever been done? A music and comedian yeah, at the inauguration? I don't know about it was an, it was an inaugural. It was an like inaugural a, ball. So is okay. that night? So Donald they, Trump's oh. president. He's making his rounds. He's going from party Ooh, to party. Joey's got the walk down. <laughs> <laughs> they always get like John Cougar. Yeah. Camp and <laughs> oh, if you got a Democrat in the office, you can get any sort of you know yeah. like fun yeah you can get billy joel you yeah can, you yeah. can get freaking you know whatever <laughs> you get a you get a republic you got a republican in the office you're limited kind of to yeah, like ted nugent ted nugent it's ted nugent it's yeah. every yeah. every eight years it's just gonna be you a new better ted like nugent cat answer. scratch fever baby <laughs> yeah it's it is true that uh your options as a republican are so limited in terms I, of I remember sammy hagar wrote like the mitt romney campaign song so hagar goes red <laughs> <laughs> Hagar goes to the Hagar Republican. Goes, we have like yeah. an electoral map of Van Halen. It's, and they're calling it uh, Hagar is gone red. Are there any yeah, battleground artists? Yeah. That kind of. Like, I guess like Kanye a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah. Kanye is like, strong I don't know. Parties. Convince me. Yeah. <laughs> we need to court the Kanye vote. Swing vote. 
Uh, yeah, so let's talk about let's talk about Dan Ninen, a notorious hack and mean man. Yeah, a meanie. He's a big meanie. Okay, we got I think some... I think what makes him more more notable is how he conducts himself off stage. Yes, than for off. sure. Because yeah. like I said, this type of stand up is, in my opinion, quite bad. Sure. But it is not. Ain't no crime about notable. being bad. Can I ask you a question, Joe? A personal question. Are you concerned that you pick someone Cosmo knows something about? Now you got kind of a co-host situation happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I'm very much hoping for that. So okay. I, I feel like he he has planned out how to describe him more articulately. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> take it, man. <laughs> All right. So Dan was born May 4th. 1981 wink wink in bloomington indiana might be some question about his age <laughs> uh and it is true his mother is uh japanese she's a child psychologist his father was from india a nuclear physicist sounds like a pretty good life he was bullied pretty harshly growing up and that is something that dan Ninen likes to go back to a lot yeah, he's yeah very much a victim of bullying he was a victim i'm sure they i'm sure he was bullied don't get me wrong i'm sure kids in the <clears throat> 90s were not <laughs> very nice to him i'm having like vague recollections of group chat discussions yeah, yeah we absolutely like have six years ago whatever yeah. it is it's I think every comedian with a group chat has probably talked about Dan Ninen, but our large, our larger audience might be a little, a little in the dark about sure, this fella. Sure. So Dan Ninen, uh, he graduates Bethesda Chevy Chase class of 1999. And I know we're not good with dates, but I want you to keep those dates in mind. <laughs> okay. Born in 81, graduated in 99. That checks out. Cause there's going to be some questions. Uh, let me just give you a taste of his. <laughs> So, you know, in stand-up, you have to write a biography, and it's the most degrading experience in yeah. the world, and, and it should, mm-hmm. should be about 100 words. And you kind of pretend like you're not the one writing it. Yeah. yeah. Dan Ninen has written a manifesto <laughs> for his... This is from directly from his website. Dan Ninen, born in Bloomington, Indiana, graduated Bethesda Chevy Chase High School in 1999. Pro tip for any aspiring comedians, don't include yeah, that. <laughs> it's not your life. It's not your biography of your entire life. As a senior engineer with Intel Corporation, Dan Ninen designed and presented highly technical demonstrations on stage with Intel chairman Andy Grove at high profile <laughs> events all over the world. Nothing yet involves stand up. Nope. He took a comedy class to help get over the fear of public speaking at these events at which the audi- audience is numbered in the thousands or sometimes in the millions on television. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> with televised like public speaking classes <laughs> like, honey get in here yeah. they're playing the stand-up classes final show <laughs> your, your family didn't watch that <laughs> the final exam for the comedy class was a performance at the punchline comedy club in san francisco a performance which was a resounding success dan's intel co-workers upon viewing the videotape invited him to perform at a team dinner for 200 employees at the consumer electronics show in vegas Oh my god. Upon, Very impressive uh, biography. Yeah. <laughs> Upon seeing Joey, that performance. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the organizers of Intel's annual sales conference asked Dan to perform for 2500 salespeople from around the world. His dead-on impressions of Andy Grove and American presidents had the audience rolling in the aisles at 8 a.m. on a Monday morning. Oh, yeah. Many in the audience thought <laughs> yeah. he had been hired as a professional comedian <laughs> in what was only his third ever comedy game. Wow. <laughs> this guy's got the goods, man. Yeah. Over the next two years, Dan was tapped to perform at various Intel functions at the company's holiday party. He was introduced to Dr. Grove. That doesn't add up in terms of Dr. Grove. I thought he was already working with Dr. Grove. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying I've already found an inconsistency. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you can't tell. I'm reading the official byline because the rest of this is very much going to be 
other lies he has yeah. told. Uh-huh. Well, and this is just kind of the traditional. This is how everyone gets into stand-up. You, know? <laughs> you take a class that yeah. millions of people watch on their televisions, yeah. <laughs> and then your rich boss, who's the CEO of Intel, taps you to perform at every corporate game. Yeah. Man, this long-winded bio, this guy's never going to open for Che. <laughs> Tell you what, Che's going to call up and cancel him right away. <laughs> As Michael Che canceled on people for having yeah, too long. That's a, a friend of ours. Inside, that's a, a very inside of ours. joke. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. I don't remember who this is. So A, a wonderful Christian comedian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh I got love a good that. sense of humor. I love it. that Christian comedian, though. I think. Right? Yeah, I love him. I, I love that. him. Yeah, I love that Christian comedian. It's not like John Chris. <laughs> yeah, it's John Chris. It's so funny to be a Christian comedian. Your last name is Christ. God, we're getting so deep into <laughs> yeah, comedy right now. Might, I hope we might be cutting those feel in similar this. wheelhouses as people, right? No, John Chris and, 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 uh, and uh, no. no, I think John Chris is more legitimate, man. This <laughs> John, is, yeah, this no. is going to get wild. Okay. It is going right. to get wild. Uh, <laughs> we're so I'm skipping over a little bit. He tours with Russell Peters is what's in here. Well, which is true in a sense. He has certainly performed alongside Russell Peters. Many times. Yes, absolutely. Dan has performed all over the United States as well as in Aruba, Canada, England, Hong Kong, Japan, Malaysia, Mexico, the Netherlands, Qatar, <laughs> Scotland, Singapore. Uh, <laughs> that's half of the countries that are listed. So, wow. you know, in terms of brevity, just be like all over yeah. on five continents. Mm-hmm. Just, but nope. it's very, he has to be very specific. Yeah. Dan attended the 2009 inauguration of President Obama as a guest of the U- of U.S. Congressman Mike Honda, and he also performed at three inaugural events in Washington. Guess what one of those was? At one of the inaugural events, the president's sister <laughs> told him he thought his act was excellent. What? <laughs> he also performed... Trump's th- sister? I don't know. Who's this, who's this character that we've been <laughs> Does Obama have a public? sister? Wait, who's the president's sister? I'm going to say, Trump's sister is not like a very public character. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he lists a bunch of his, his acting credits, which are just basically, he was in one of those uh, John Hodgman, Justin Long commercials where I'm a Mac, I'm a PC. Uh, yeah. He was also in Avatar The Last Airbender as one of the Fire Nation guys, which you shouldn't list. That rules so hard. <laughs> yeah. He was probably like a, literally like a grunt soldier in the Fire sure, Nation yeah. in that movie. Ba- uh, ba- yeah. Additional voices. Mm-hmm. A world traveler and adventurer, Dan enjoys learning languages and extreme sports such as bungee jumping, scuba diving, skiing, rollerblading, and skydiving. He was recently profiled in the New York Times, and a major literary agent in New York saw the article and signed him a book deal about his transition from Intel to stand-up comedy. An early riser, Dan avoids the bar scene, preferring to focus on languages, music, and reading, as well as on creative and athletic pursuits. Dan is also a published author with a book and DVD available on Amazon and uh, with another book forthcoming. Have you? Are we done? Is that, that was, his whole thing? No, that was about half of it. Oh, have you ever God, read the like, dude. like the biography and like affirmations that L. Ron Hubbard wrote about himself? <laughs> yeah, it's similar. It is striking. You are not, similar you do not masturbate. There yeah. are no snakes under your bed. <laughs> yes. Snakes are no harm but to it, you. It's like you are a king of language and man. You, yeah. you, you, you travel the world. Like it's literally very similar to this. That book, by the way, is called The Best Book on How to Become a Full Time Stand Up Comedian by Dan Ninen. Yeah. So I think one of the tips is don't worry about brevity or writing good no, titles no, just endlessly this is his bio on the book is that what you're saying no this is the bio on his official website but it but in it okay. he just plugged this book yeah, yeah. all right we i don't like look adam is fading fast that <laughs> we don't necessarily have to do the full does, bio does adam not adam here you're, you're not into you're not into dan Minan yet 
<laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> Keep reading. Okay. So yeah, so some of that is certainly true. Uh, he definitely was an working at Intel at some point. Sure. Before moving into stand-up comedy. Uh, and in so- in one article, he said that the thing that convinced him to move into stand-up and start pursuing it full-time was that he was living in New York on September 11, 2001. Oh, the, the Renazisi effect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes, he was in 9-11 on 2001. Now, Adam, do you remember those dates I told you to remember from earlier? Uh, 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 9-11-2001? No, no, no. <laughs> no, well, no, no, that's true. He was never supposed to forget that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you for What other Patriot. dates? He was born in 81 and graduated in 99. Oh yeah, May fourth. So he would eighty one, quote unquote. Uh-huh. And he would be twenty when September eleventh happened. Yes. Okay. And he claims to have been working at Intel for years at this point. And that night. Oh, but he said he went him. to college for four. Okay. Yes. So, so already an inconsistency. So already an inconsistency. Age. And these inconsistencies start, start popping up because Dan Nyden gets all these other press things, especially later on, like the twenty tens and whatever. Mm-hmm. He's getting all these like. Uh, I got the list of it. Uh, he has, he was in an article about lives changed by nine 11. That's where he tells that story. He's in a New York times article about buying Twitter followers. That's in 2010. He lists his age as 31. And in this article, he's like, yeah, I bought a bunch of Twitter followers. Yep. Which is weird because he okay. probably did, but for well, sure right. He, but for sure uh, oh, crazy sure to out did. yourself for that, right? Uh, he was in an article in 2016 about Obama voters who went for Trump. He listed his age as 35. A 2016 article. Well, that is that is in line with the last article. No, it is actually not. That it's he, actually he 31 in 2010, 10, and then and 35 in 2016. Okay, that's close. It's, that, it is close. I mean, but, yeah. Uh, but he also he'll go back and forth. Around the same time, he's also in an article about successful people in their 20s, where he listed his age as 29. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he, in a Cosmopolitan article, he was. He wrote an article about how millennials like him are swearing off of pornography. Yes, dude. Be like water. <laughs> Fill any vessel put in front of you. <laughs> this is so like some sort of time traveling. Mm-hmm. I know you might be wondering, how did he, this guy get all these articles written about him? I've never heard of Dan Ninen. Sure. Why would anyone be profiling him for anything? Dan Ninen had found a website called helpareporterout.com. Where sources oh, are reporters cheating too? <laughs> oh boy, are reporters just like they got children? <laughs> Bro, they got to put bread on the their table, jobs man. either. I yeah. love that. Yeah, so sources will connect to reporters to give them something to write about. I mean, literally, it's just a content mill. People are just trying to spin out stories. Wait, so literally, you just like list yourself on this website and be then, like, "I'm willing to talk and give you uh, quotes and and sources, and I'll be your source for." Them. Um, and AGL has emailed them how many times? <laughs> oh, well, we for sure should. <laughs> we oh, absolutely. Wait. Oh, we should do yes. this. <laughs> So that's how he's getting all this press. But in terms of stand-up, so anecdotally, Ninen starts appearing in like the DC open mic scene in the mid two thousands, right? Mm-hmm. And he's doing that act. He's doing I buy my sushi at seven eleven alongside people like Rory Scovel and Hampton Young <laughs> yeah, at the time. I believe so. Incredible. Uh, and so he's not well liked in the scene, and he is just a mean motherfucker about it <laughs> to he, other comics to other comics he talks about well for one thing that shit about him being a clean living boy 
he takes that so seriously. Yes. Very much looks down upon drinking and drug use. Is that why you asked me how I was doing with no drinking? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get I'm you. I'm to- feeling like making more hacky racist joke. <laughs> now that I'm clean and sober. Yeah, dude, the alcohol the that's been saving you. The alcohol was really keeping in the beast. Yeah. Uh, Nainan is not nice to these guys. He took part in like a, a he called he refers to it as a stand up round table where comics were giving feedback on each other's jokes. And he's like, comics don't laugh at anything off stage. <laughs> which is something that if you've never been actually funny you might think yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so nine does not get along with these guys and very much is like swearing off is just a rude asshole to all these comics sure but he still needs to get he needs to get these credits for himself right because he does have these end with corporate gigs he's got the intel ends various other and he is making money because that is how you make money doing stand-up comedy presumably that is true that he because he talks about having a lot of money a lot he loves to brag about money we're gonna there's gonna be another long reading section but boy oh boy is it gonna be more so where did the information come that he was an asshole are there specific people that have spoken about oh yes uh oh very much so so first of all let let me get to uh how he's getting gigs russell peters Big guy, not in America so much, which yeah. is kind of a weird thing. But he's he he's a British guy. Is he's he Canadian. British? He's Canadian. He's Canadian. He's Canadian. Okay. Yeah, but he's like huge overseas. Russell Peters just sells out big shows, yeah. and yeah. nobody in America talks about him really. Uh, he started just kind of like hitting up Russell Peters and squeezing his way onto every Russell Peters show. Well, so what I what I've heard mm-hmm. is that. He did that that shit that like hackers will do where they're like he made like instead of russellpeters.com he made like russell with one l peters.com and then when people would he would like keep contact information that people would accidentally give to him for bookers for bookers and then when and then he would wait until russell peters actually was going to one of those places and then he would call them with like the contact information he now has <laughs> pretending to be Russell's book like like manager mm-hmm. and being like hey he needs this comedian Dan Ninen to open for him. Right. I re- I respect this yeah. so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean if if I either gonna you either got to approach it above board all the time or you just <laughs> got to go crazy <laughs> little psycho. I mean so it, so, so R- Russell Peters is like like he keeps doing these shows where this guy's like Dan Ninen is like his like feature. Yeah. And he's like, okay, this is like getting weird. And then he finds out that the at some point the manager is like, no, you like you've requested him. Like, like, like <sighs> it's it's such a so he mimicked Russell Peters' website. Yes, yes. just copy pasted oh, everything onto Russell right. with one L. If Peter, this was yeah, to okay. come later, I don't want to get too deep into this now. But what um, if this information was gonna come up later? I don't want to get too far into it now. But. No, but that's about the that, website that, that, and some of this kind stuff. Of on it, though, because we were talking about how he how he's been getting booked. Oh no, this okay. is this is what I was trying to get to. Because yes, he's yes. not just doing it to Russell Peters; he's also just doing it to weirdly other Asian comedians. Yes, uh-huh. where he's just taking their website, just any Asian. I don't know why he would <laughs> specifically be targeting people like Esther Koo or whatever. Maybe he just thinks that like they'd be more willing to work with him because they're both Asian. Like I don't, I, just, I don't I, know. It's it is a baffling thing what he's doing. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's this slimy kind of guy. And <laughs> I think that was when we have to do the reveal. So 2013, mm-hmm. there's a big incident that happens. He is performing at a benefit show called the funniest celebrity in Washington. 
uh, which is where <laughs> Capitol funny. Hill insiders try stand-up comedy. Is this uh, what the video they, of Kellyanne Conway doing stand-up is from? Oh, it totally must be. Oh, brother. I forgot about this. Okay. I don't All know. Right. I haven't seen this. It's, oh, it's, I, so, <laughs> Capitol Hill people consider themselves celebrities, not politicians. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> annoying. God. It is like CNN people. for the right reasons yeah, after they call themselves. Apparently like Grover Norquist was on this show or some shit. <laughs> Just insane. Just an insane premise for a show to begin with. But Dan Nyden was there as like the support, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm assuming most of these celebrities are doing like five minutes or whatever. Sure. Nyden goes on to headline or whatever. And there's a reporter in the audience uh, for the Daily Beast named Josh Rogan who is tweeting out, being a little snarky on the internet, you know, Josh, which is what you do. Yeah, of course. Josh Rogan's tweeting out, uh, quote, Dan Nynan was funny until he dusted off his 2005 Katrina jokes in a gratingly bad George W. Bush impression. Hell yeah, dude. 2013 he was doing was, right? That's an act. That's man. incredible. Just like I wrote three minutes on Katrina back in the day and yeah. I'm, ready to, I'm ready to really and get I'm it. And I'm sure they were crushing then too. <laughs> uh, another one, another tweet. Quote, Nynan makes his umpteenth joke about how Asians can't distinguish between the letters L and R, election, erection, we get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a few hours later, this is followed up by a tweet, a tweet, quote, Dan Nynan just punched me in the face. Not a joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. After the show, Nynan had walked into the crowd and approached Rogan and said, are you Josh Rogan? When he said yes, Sucker punched him right in the face. How did he? Had this happened before? How did he know so quickly? He just like maybe just saw the profile picture, searching his name over and over again on Twitter all night. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. He doesn't seem like a healthy man. (laughs) Yeah. So he's arrested for assault that night, Mm -hmm. as you would expect. Uh, According according to Vulture, he later checks into his hotel on Four Square. Which (laughs) good job, man. Just gets on out of there. Just a funny detail. Wait, I don't, I don't understand what that I'm means. unfamiliar with Foursquare. You don't remember Foursquare? Oh, <laughs> well, then maybe this detail isn't funny. <laughs> I don't want to explain okay, Foursquare to make it funny. All right. He, but does that mean that he got out of jail that same night? Yes. Okay. okay. So he's arrested for assault, but then <laughs> the report of the a report about this says Nynan, 52, was arrested at... Yes, oh, hell dude. yeah. But the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, because at this point, it's now a matter of public record that Dan Nynan was not born in 1981. He was born in 1961. Yes, brother. Or otherwise, he, he got claiming a, par- a simple keystroke, a keystroke of foul <laughs> over and over and over again. The thing is, yeah. the, the official records are all consistent entirely. Yeah. And the, the records that he is doing, as in quotes where he's being like, what's your age? And just making up a young sounding number. Yeah, because he's, millenn- he's millennial comic Dan Knight. And that's he's like millennial. His, that's yeah. like his brand. Yes. Like he's a millennial. Right. You're like, here's, here's why millennials are swearing off sex by me a millennial comedian dan nine yeah uh so it is either he was born in 1961 or he got a speeding ticket when he was six years old <laughs> <laughs> okay i mean i was i was pretty fast you when were I, was fast. Six. <laughs> I was pushing it, <laughs> it i do think if a six-year-old big wheel <laughs> don't get me wrong i do think if a six-year-old was driving they would get a speeding ticket yeah <laughs> uh well he, cool so the truth is out age-wise the truth is out age-wise uh but that is not all dan nine was doing if he was just a guy that was lying about his age in this weird vain way in order to get press i guess yeah it's like it's show business people do lie about age. yeah does he feel like, like no one cares if he's 52 it's, yeah it's, it's almost more interesting it's honestly more interesting. but it absolutely is more interesting to quit your job in your 40s or 30s yeah, yeah i think so. stand up yeah uh but i he didn't decide that it just feels like it's such a weird vanity thing because he doesn't look 
35 years old. Yeah. Or at this point, I well, at this point, he's almost 60 years old, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but he looks like he's 60 yeah, years old, yeah. man. He doesn't look, you he's know, not hiding 20 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfectly. Yeah. He looks. Don't get me wrong. He's fine. It's just like you can't, you can't that's get a, rid of that much no. time off, yeah. off your that's damn a, life. That's man. a lot to lie about. That's a lot to lie about. And it's also just like okay, so we're missing a lot of time out of Dan Nine's yeah. life. What 20, was he, yeah, 20 the 80s, years. the 90s. What was he fucking doing? I would guess just a lot of boring Intel work. I guess, but <laughs> there could be so many more insane things that we're missing out yeah. of this. There's I, like a piece of the puzzle that I feel like we're missing I, in these erased 20 years of his life. I love that his Breaking Bad story is that he starts doing terrible stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait, so what's missing? Other, I mean, 20 years, but he claims... No, I think Joey just means that like there's this, this guy's behavior is so bizarre like mm. what the hell was going on for this whole period? well right there's an like, uh, unaccounted for period was he working at intel the whole time or we just don't we know? just I mean, don't pro- know probably because he's but, never relented yeah there's a big daily beast article about him in 2017 that like exposes all of this that he's been lying about his age for like two decades yeah. basically and like they're they try to get him like okay so we have the records we know how old you are so are you 35 or 55? And he's just like, it is what it is. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. There's yeah, one right. like mean interview he does where like, he's really taking some of his haters to task and they keep asking him how old he is and he, how old he is. And he keeps saying, I'm 74, I'm 74 years old. Yeah. Cause he clearly has a little bit of anger going on in oh, there. Uh, hey buddy, he's got a bit of anger. Let me tell you about his haters list. He seems to have had an easy uh, career so far. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what, what's he so angry about? Well, he knows that every person, Dislikes every one him. of his peers <laughs> thinks he's an absolute maniac <laughs> liar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That'll yeah. get you. Let me tell you about his haters list real quick. He makes a formal list <sighs> and he checks. I twice. love that. Yeah. <laughs> Do not open um, that cabinet on the top right. Over this. It's, uh, it's not got the that, first one. That long printer paper. That's got a <laughs> list of haters, 16 deep and a list of lovers. Uh, one. <laughs> yeah, but it's yourself. It is. Yeah. Which is the most important mm-hmm. person to love. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah, so he's a nasty motherfucker. Uh, Joe Robinson is a, a Maryland comic who is a big source of that. He's also a radio guy. Uh, I don't know his work. You know, good luck. Hey, Joe, solidarity, man. Yeah. The freaking fraternity of comedy. <laughs> yeah, I'd never speak bad about you, Joe yeah. Robinson. No matter what allegation <laughs> is made, I will always have a comedian's back. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, Robinson ha- has Ninen as his opener at some fucking show at like a Marriott hotel or something, right? Mm-hmm. Ninen does like eight minutes at the beginning. And then at the end of the show, he's hawking this merchandise. Uh, kind of a tacky move, especially yeah. considering he's selling like a DVD yeah. and a book on how to be a successful stand-up uh, comedian. I mean, yeah. That's oh, so he kind of takes oh. the task. And he says it's pretty lighthearted at first, but it gets him on the shit list immediately. He is he is on Dan Ninen's extensive chain of email yeah, threats. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like email group. <laughs> it's just a group of some like dozens of com- comedians and bookers who are on the receiving end of these really nasty messages from Ninen. Okay. Like all the time. Too. All the time. Yeah, Sometimes really. multiple in a Late day. Late at night. All the time. And this guy's truly sober or is there... He is, I, I believe, I have no reason to think wrong with him. Yeah, I have no reason to think that he's like on drugs or anything. I just think he's mentally unstable yeah, in a yeah. way. Uh, I have one of these emails. Yes. Yeah. Bro. This is, how, how's this for a little bit more fun reading? Yeah, I like this. Okay. So this was sent uh, June do of... Do the 20- voice. <laughs> this was sent in June of 2010. <laughs> yeah, do your best half Japanese, half Indian voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Wait, he was born in the States, right? 
Yeah. yeah okay, so I'm just an asshole. Kind of like a Midwest yeah. asshole. Yeah, it's kind of a dark voice. Okay. June 2010, he sends this. Subject, $8,000 for a show in Dubai. May I gloat just a little bit? Thank you. Dear friends, I just received the initial deposit for a corporate show in Dubai. That's coming up in a couple weeks. The show pays $8,000. Yes, that's right. $8,000 US dollars for less than an one hour's work. And yes, I'll be flying first class as usual in unbelievable luxury with a flat bed. I'll be checking out the indoor ski range, surfing on the sand dunes, visiting the tallest building in the world <laughs> and the world's largest shopping mall. Oh, oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, who said just girls want to have fun? <laughs> And yes, I'll be luxuriating by the pool at my five-star hotel. And yes, I will send pictures. <laughs> I know I shouldn't be gloating. And I know I should be spending my time working on my book in preparation for my upcoming meeting with my literary agent. 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 <laughs> oh, you're doing it. And I... <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> and I know it really pisses off my poor ass alcoholic drug addicted comedians when you tell them how much money you make. But when something like this happens, such as the $15,000 corporate show I did earlier this year in San Francisco, <laughs> or dealing with the deluge of royalty checks for my Apple commercial, $22,000 so far, and my SAG health insurance, thank you. Oh my God. I dude. just can't help but think of all the people who told me and still tell me that i'm a hack and that i shouldn't be doing ethnic material i'm a sellout and so forth to brag about money and then be like you guys call me a sellout it's like you are <laughs> making the case i know <laughs> to be like you guys think that everything i do sucks and i just do it for money <laughs> and you know what the best part is they found me on youtube yes on YouTube, oh, it's still going. <laughs> where one of my videos is approaching 800,000 views. Funny, a lot of comedians who are on Premium Blend or Live at Gotham post their clips, and guess what? They get fewer views in a year than I get in a day. Why? Why is that, do you think? <laughs> You're turning into like the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because the problem with is that the industry pours down the throats of their viewers just isn't funny. That's the beauty of the internet disintermediation. For you mental midgets, sorry about that. That means that the middleman, his words, not mine. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> For you, uh, that means that the middleman, such as managers and agents, are becoming less and less important because anybody can post anything on the internet. And if it's funny or entertaining, then by golly, people will send it to each other. Oh you can't God. send a mean email and say, by golly. <laughs> this guy has a suit that has question marks on it. <laughs> this is like, this is a manifesto. This is one of literally a dozen emails that were posted onto a comics Tumblr page where he was just like, look, look at all this insane <laughs> shit this guy sends yeah. us. It feels like he has a spreadsheet where he's counting views other people get. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I think maybe. So. Like, like, This is what you do when you don't drink or do drugs. <laughs> yeah, when you have no, and yeah. you're not writing material. Yeah, it's okay, like, you know, okay, I don't have any vices except for excruciatingly counting every move my haters make yeah <laughs> 15 days is good right for a month <laughs> no, no you, you make i think you can make it through this okay. i think you can make it through the month buddy i can't help but think about the witty clever new york comics who are past at all the clubs whom you can't even recognize if you haven't seen them in a year or two because they have aged so much <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, the joy and the Schadenfreude to bring age into it. Yeah, is very I funny. Know, I know. Like, well, you aged about twenty years when that article came out. <laughs> He's like Obama when he got out of office. Yeah. <laughs> you go to jail for uh, two hours and it ages you twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> Dear God, I, I can't help but think about the comic who made fun of my physical appearance from the stage when I didn't even know him. Yes, making fun of another comic. I thought that was verboten. Whom I saw working. <laughs> yeah, <Verboten>. dude. <laughs> whom I saw working. He's just really throwing out his fucking yeah. fancy words yeah. here. Well, good. it's it's when the dumb guy is like, actually, I, I can prove I'm smart with <laughs> the fucking vocabulary. We'll get to we'll get to this one because I even had to look this one up. Who even I, <laughs> a genius of words. <laughs> no, it's just like a bad word. One sec. Uh, this this comic I saw working in a crappy restaurant the other day, exhibiting a serious case of avoir du poids. So it references some sort of a, a measuring system of weights and saying it of someone just means they're fat. Oh, so he's just, he's wow. showing some serious fat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dad. Uh, this one's this next one's pretty nasty. I can't help but think about a highly in Im- bond point. Wait. Yep. A bon point? No, I'm kidding. Totally. I feel like I... It, it would rule so hard if you were fluent in French. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, wait. This is a word. He, I, I can't believe I missed it. A bon point is... Uh, a bon point? <laughs> um, bon point? I need to drink some water. <laughs> yeah, yeah you bon seem point? parched, pal. Uh, I think we should take it from here. Sorry, we had to take a break so I could look up a word. <laughs> yeah, Joey saw a word so French he went crazy. <laughs> I I can't help but think about a highly embonpois female comic. And now embonpois oh, also that means, sounds like bam bam. Yeah, it sounds like a real the, horny man. That's the thing, is um, it bon also bon means fat, but in all the right places. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, dude. right? He's using French to be gross, and that is not what the language was invented. <laughs> you meant ugly for. fat men and you hot fat women. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. I'm glad it sounds like exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Kind of wild. So anyways, I can't help but think about busty female comic A who went into an apoplectic hysterical conniption fit because I dared to admonish her for talking loudly. He wasn't talking like this at the beginning of the email. Am I wrong? No, no, he wasn't. It's like Cosby shit, dude. (laughs) It feels like he took a break. Got some rest, maybe had a coffee. Yeah, the coffee started is feeling himself. <laughs> that is what this is. Uh, uh, had a, yeah, she had this conniption because I a conniption fit, which actually is redundant. So fuck you, Dan Nynan. Because uh, I dared to admonish her for talking loudly with her friend, female comic friend B, while I was on stage. And then being cautioned the next day by another female comic C, who said that I should be very careful because word travels fast. And female comic A has a lot of credits and is very connected in the industry. I mean, I, too specific and also makes you look super bad. I bet he was on stage. Everyone was like kind of laugh. You know what a mic when like people are sort of something crazy is happening and like everyone's kind of making fun of it. Can we not stop paying attention to the man who's had a seizure and look at me, please? <laughs> well, it's, this is, is this coming out of my four minutes? Yeah. <laughs> it's one thing to be like, oh, this uh, this asshole comic A, but it's like you, well, you're on comic C. There's three people that think you're wrong. Right I know, there. I know. You're painting a scene where you're wrong. If two people thought I was wrong. I would change my mind. And I'm also sure he said something so inappropriate to her oh, when he was sure. telling her to be quiet. So like, <laughs> like, yeah. Word travels fast. Yeah. It's, it's like, like the, all I said was to shut her, her cow, her imp- plum, plum, <laughs> fucking, her apropos. Fucking. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, and then once she was done Googling what I called her, she was very, very upset. Yes, indeed. I'll be reminiscing about all of this on the long plane ride to the Emirates with a shit-eating grin on my face. What? Dan Dan Ninen, yeah, comedian, shit, actor, voiceover artist, computer genius. New York, Beverly. Oh, computer genius. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't brag about how long the flight is. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Say on the flight. Yeah. I did see an Instagram was of like, him where he was bragging about how fast his private jet was, and I had the same thought. I was like, oh, I think you would think he wanted to go slow. There's no chance he has a private jet. That no. is a lie. Well, did he open for? I mean, did he get to fly in someone else's? <laughs> did well, I, I mean, I think he does fly. I don't know, but I think he probably just has money from tech shit. But a private jet is so expensive. Yeah, I don't think he owns a private jet. Though. Yeah, but you can fly on. Maybe a private he's just jet. eating Chartered all one. eight That's grand really on a expensive. on a flight. Yeah, just to stun on his haters, man. Yeah. yeah he, if you were on a private jet to the fucking the Emirates or wherever this was, Abu Dhabi, it's it's way more than eight thousand dollars. Oh, like they do they absolutely. do have like Uber pool for private jets though. I think <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure you can like. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I guess Uber I'll pick up one last ride, and <laughs> yeah. then you see it's to the Emirates. You're like, fuck. Okay. No, but I think you can kind of like split it with people or something. <laughs> Do you think we should fly private jet to our <laughs> Carnegie Hall show? Jeez. Oh uh, yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> we're gonna have just to a bunch of fucking like too. oil baron, fucking millionaire perverts trying to make small talk with just each big other, big timing each other. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the kind of fare that Dad Nine is sending out to people. Uh, <laughs> he is also he's just bragging about everything. He likes to talk about how he plays nine instruments he likes to talk about he speaks six languages he talks to talk about he can slam dunk a basketball no i went uh, to high school with this kid like yeah I, you all know yeah that a absolutely. version of him he just it's, can't stop lying can't the but, thing about dan nine is we know so many people like that shit was like sneaking onto a russell peters show we know people that have done that just less successfully yeah. I truly think what makes Dan Nine a, a, yeah. an especial loser in the world of comedy is that he has made it in a certain way. He's not funny and he's not like famous, but he's probably making a good amount of money well, just by fucking weaseling his way through yeah. corporate gigs. Yeah. It's clear that he does have this like insane drive. Like he mm. is he is working to make these things happen if for him. If we had a piece of what he had, <laughs> yeah. we would we would be the subject of our own podcast. Yeah, we'd be buying our sushi somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's kind of a funny joke now that you uh, we've repurposed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also he, had, he walked so we could run. <laughs> but yeah, Joe Robinson was the big source on this Daily Beast article that just blew Dinan completely out of the water. Because yeah. uh, also, <laughs> also Dinan at some point threatened Joe Robinson said, Let, "Let's duel to the death on the Isle of Man, where that's legal." <laughs> <laughs> oh, challenges like, him to a duel dude. to the death on the isle of man which it's absolutely not legal there <laughs> the isle of man is like a british protector it's like in between britain and ireland <laughs> like you can't oh. you can't kill people that, there that is such a like fucking like like dork you'd know in high school like like i challenge you to fisticuffs <laughs> <laughs> you're missing with a future u.s army soldier <laughs> yeah. dude definitely I mean, that's incredible that move rules that is cool then <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'll kill you with a sword <laughs> i don't know man i just think the idea that he is spending all this money on chartering private jets just to stunt on his haters it seems believable because I don't think he has a lot else going on in his life, man. Yeah. Plus, he's saving all that money by not doing cigarettes or smoking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Okay, isn't a tax write-off to stun on your haters? I think it should be. <laughs> I think that should be written into the tax well, code. If part of your brand is that you 
Yeah, if you're like a rapper or something, <laughs> part of your brand is that you're like a rich guy. Cosmo, wait a second. You should. Here. Can you please change your life course? Get a fucking CPA license <laughs> and just start working with like the gaudiest rappers imaginable. Yeah, I'd be like this man. Yeah, this grill is tax deductible. <laughs> 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 I got one more thing. I okay. got to just one more beautiful. I, I had to transcribe this by hand because I didn't want to just play a clip, but it was so it's so worth repeating here. Okay. At one point, Mark Marin, you might have heard of him as the guy who locks the gates. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Adam, so Adam thought, thought put thought, it together. Yeah. For some of our what the fucksters out there. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who's a what the fuckster and an AJL Arino. <laughs> but he only responds to firm commands. You can't ask him politely to lock no. the gates. You gotta shout at him. Lock the gates. Mark, 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 could you please lock Mark? Okay. <laughs> oh, excuse He's Mark. Too busy playing <clears throat> his guitar. <laughs> so, and look, we make fun of Mark Barron because it's fun and easy. <laughs> Uh, he's fine, yeah, right? It is Mark. Uh, in this he's one, just being Mark. <laughs> Mark's just being Mark. Uh, in this one, Mark Marin comes across as the hero because he and he does not ever name who the comedian that emails him is, although it is very clearly. So he reads this on his podcast. He reads this, you know, in the part of the podcast that you always skip over because there's not a guest on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where he's, he's just, just like, like nah, I just want to talk about some of my thoughts. <laughs> I got, I got all these cats. <laughs> I think I finally figured out my anger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a lot of every them. episode he talks about. Like, I have a new theory about where my anger is coming yeah. from. Where my boomer's dead. <laughs> boomer died. <laughs> Oh, Boomer. Yeah, our but Boomer lives, yes. baby. Cat rest in rest in power. <laughs> little buddy. Rest in meow. <laughs> okay, so Mark Marin on uh one of those stupid little intros that he does says, I got this email from a comic and I wasn't even gonna keep because people ask to be on the show all the time, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Especially guilty. At, no. <laughs> same. We would have a talk if you were like messaging Pete Holmes beyond this fucking podcast. Uh <laughs> God, I'm looking at it right now. I'm so excited to read this. He gets this email from Dead Knight, and he, he reads it just because of how the initial email is bad, and then when he doesn't respond to it, the exchange afterwards. Yo. Okay, so the initial email, the first contact that Dan Ninen says to Mark Marin sure. to be on WTF, his interview podcast. Quote, prick fuck alt comics who don't earn any money doing comedy who give advice. That's the subject. <laughs> Is he doing drugs? I, since you said, that, since you you said that, I'm like, I don't know, man. Would you like would you, uh, just one more time with that? Prick fuck alt comics who don't earn any money doing comedy who give advice. Okay. And the email, the, the body of the email. <clears throat> I'd like to be on your podcast. <laughs> subject. How I stopped listening to bitter, jaded, angry, dysfunctional, prick fuck alt village comics. Is he wait, describing wait. the host though? Does he know his target audience? <laughs> wait, but it's also, like a bitter alt. I mean, I don't know about wait, alt, but so there's a subject line, and there's a subject, and then he separately puts in the body subject. subject. <laughs> okay. Right. Now, now I'm going to have to read all the adjectives again. <clears throat> Subject. How I stop listening to bitter, jaded, angry, dysfunctional, prick, fuck, alt village comics who tell me not to do my style of comedy and now earn over $25,000 a year without ever. <laughs> Wait, what? Without. Uh, sorry. $250,000. Okay. okay. Right, that's not, my bad. Yeah. My bad. Right. $250,000. A quarter million yeah. a year. Yeah. A quarter million a year quarter doing mil. corporate stand up. $250,000 a year without ever having a drink, drug, cigarette, or prescription drug. <laughs> the performance enhancers of 
It's comedy, I he guess. He doesn't do a prescription drug if he's like prescribed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, <laughs> like antipsychotics, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or without having a single credit, without a manager or agent, <laughs> and without being passed at a single club in the city. Okay, it, his whole bio is like pages, and he he claims to not have a credit. He claims his whole not. thing was making up credits. Yeah, yeah, but well, he doesn't, he doesn't have, have a traditional credit. He doesn't have any TV mm-hmm. credits, I suppose. Also, yeah. where did Village come in? He like, just meant like the Greenwich Village yeah. or East Village. Yeah, that's what I. Such assumed. a specific complaint. That's probably just like where a bunch of cool comics who are good live. I don't know. But it's like, like he's sending I this email also, to someone in L.A. I too. think that's also Mark Maron's yeah. original scene too. Is like, okay. That Caroline's Comedy Club. Show. Yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, but yeah, just like coming in with this weird vitriol. Yeah, well, it's like, yeah, that's so, it's so angry. It's so mean. It's like, why would you ever get a positive response for that? Well, okay, so he doesn't get a positive response for that. Mark Maron ignores that email, right? <laughs> yeah. He follows it up. He's like, oh, one of the many crazy people who email me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Follows it up with, We'll pay you $1,000 cash if you put me on your podcast. And I'm dead serious. P.S. $1,000 should buy you lots of Coke. Okay. To a guy that's been sober for years. <laughs> yeah, a guy who, like, if you listen to the podcast, and maybe you shouldn't, but <laughs> that first 15 minutes is him mostly being like, I'm angry. I've been sober for 25 years. Like, he, like you know everything about Mark Maron. Yeah, you listen to one episode of WTF. That's <laughs> just even the start. Well, that's just so insulting. It's, it's so it's, insulting. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, so you come in just fucking hot and angry, being like, I should be on the podcast because of how much I hate people. Yeah. Because then, of how deep the hate in my heart is. And then you take a jab at the guy's like like addiction past after addiction. bribing yeah him. after trying to bribe him to feel <laughs> that rules and so offer him tell him you make 200 <laughs> tell him you make a quarter million and then offer him one thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great negotiating great negotiating honestly would have been a good listen <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it would have been incredible. like the fucking the the <laughs> Uh, the watermelon hammer guy where he's Gallagher oh, episode. The Gallagher right? episode. Oh, I miss Gallag- That's the only episode of WTF worth listening to. In my I, really? When he has crazy people on, he does come off looking good. <laughs> sure. <laughs> hey, I think he comes across great in this clip. Yeah. Because yeah. it's him just, be, he says, he does respond once the offer comes up. And he says, I'm not having you on because you're being very rude. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, people don't pay their way onto this podcast. Fuck you. Yeah. He ups it. Does, by, he, does he, he say fuck you or is he, is that just the answer? No, it's more, it's more generous. He says, yeah. fuck you. Absolutely. In the clip on okay. the podcast. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, what's great is he, he kind of sets himself up not to have to say anything by reading the email out loud. It's yeah. kind of nice to be like, I didn't say anything. I was very professional. But it's like, oh yeah, you, you know, totally he, said His response every- was professional. Yeah, he said, you are course. being incredibly rude and you cannot buy your way to the podcast to which Dannon ups the offer to $5,000. Oof. I know. Hard. That's a lot of coke, man. I would. How much would Dan Knighton have to pay to be on our podcast? Dude, that's so. That's so many cat suppositories. <laughs> <laughs> I'd let. I'd let him on, dude. That's so many Fender guitars that Mark Maron could buy. He could update the garage with that Dan Knighton money. <laughs> I mean, if 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 he wants to come on this one, I uh, Maron or Dan Knighton. Knighton. I'll keep a gun on me, yeah. but <laughs> Maron is never allowed. Send a, send a Zoom link to to Nine and see what happens. I will say uh, that list of haters. I don't know if they are still receiving those emails, but Dan, if you hear this, our emails in the show notes, uh, American Junior of Losers at oh, gmail.com. Please. I was going to say this guy seems like he has Google alerts up the ass. I would love to just hey man, CC us. Oh. I did play. Hey, I played a clip of his stand up at the beginning, so we'll see. Oh. How I want to get on that list. 
oh you little baby man please i want to get him like extra mad so he does it i watched there's a there's a very good youtube documentary that is in the, the source i think i watched this yes that uh had was stricken down at some point because it played parts of dan allen stand yeah so oh hey well i was I, i've tried to look up for clip clips of his before and it's funny that he's talking about getting booked off of his like stand-up clip because i'm pretty sure that one you played is like one of the few you can find it's not that there's really not that many and yeah. they're all very old and everything else is just like he has a clip where he corners barack obama and makes him say that he's a funny comedian what how yeah. did that happen because he does a, like a show that barack obama was in attendance i'm sure at. in like, secret sure service like, wasn't like get the fuck away incredible you show up with a smile on a phone yeah, you just dude. want a selfie uh-huh he was the comic he was on stage how is he gonna yeah. be the crazy guy oh I love it, it gives dude. you this like air of believability part of me thinks he's not really doing stand-up very often i don't know where he's at these days i think since that story broke i don't know if his haters list is being updated anymore but the email's in there <laughs> that's all the show notes are gonna be wow, it's just, just dan email us at <laughs> please is this crazy though part of me is like i don't could you write an hour of hack material just because it's <laughs> hack i'm like this still sounds like work <laughs> yeah like but, it sounds exhausting but think about it if like every joke idea you've ever had ever just idea made, uh-huh. made into your act you would have so much material. You know what I mean? Where it's like, if yeah, nothing I too was, would have a lot of race material. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Mean, <laughs> I do think that the God, I mean, him and just like encountering all these comics who weren't laughing at is like the hackiest jokes about at the expense of Indian people, mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just like the self deprecating racial jokes, which like when I hear shit like that, I just am like, well, I'm not gonna laugh at that. <laughs> like, yeah, the, right. the this joke being funny depends on me having very strong opinions about Indian. Well, people. and I I feel like that's part probably part of why he wanted to play for like those audiences more was that they're the only people who have a chance at laughing at his stuff, right? Yeah, yeah I don't know Peter's act. Well, he's also Peter's. Is is he poke the thing is, right? I think like I mean, not even to drag on him that much. I think Peter's does a good version of Dan or like a successful one. Yeah. yeah. Where he's like a, a talented performer. Yeah. Like, you know, puts but a it comes to up. It. There, it's a part of the he act, absolutely right? talks talking about, about race, race and he does a lot of he does a lot of accents and shit like that. Uh-huh. And he does mostly accents he can get away with. Don't get me wrong. He's yeah. not. I don't think he does like a Rasta accent, like Adrian Bro- <laughs> Adrian Brody style. Oh, that clip, man. Oh boy, can we put that clip in the show notes? <laughs> <laughs> this is important. You're gonna need to watch this. This is trying to get SNL canceled, dude. I watched that clip like days after watching M Night Shyamalan's The Village, in which he does the worst like slow character. Oh, oh god. god, I've seen that. I don't even remember that. Oh boy, oh boy, what a what an actor, man. Yeah, uh, my check him out in The French Dispatch. <laughs> That's probably good. Nah, it's not a good movie. Fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Shit. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what, no, I know, but I, f- I forgot the actor's name, and so I can't do the poll anymore. <laughs> well, just do the voice that they did. <laughs> Third <Turtle. laughs> That's my favorite slow character. Oh, Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. Yeah, yeah. Master of Disguise. Uh, scene famously uh-huh. shot on 9-11. <laughs> oh, really? You know the story that they, they paused filming because 9-11 happened mm-hmm. when they were filming that scene, and then they were like, well, we still got to work. And yeah, then, they, then they immediately just started doing turtle again. And Dana was Take still in, was Dana was still in character as pistachio disguise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a method actor. He, <laughs> uh, I want to remake Master of Disguise with myself more than anything in the world. If I were a, if I were Dan Nine and Rich, I would finance a movie which is a shot for shot remake of Master of Disguise. But you were pistachio disguise. But I'm pistachio disguise. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to be the master of this guy's. <laughs> but it's not, there's nothing different about it. You have it. to work on your Pacino and your. <laughs> My racist Indian accent, yeah. yeah. And your racist Pacino. <laughs> well, I know someone who could teach you this. Um, God damn it. I just had a brain fart. That's Ignore okay. Me. That's okay, baby. Your brain, your brain, brain been eating beans all day. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna happen. <laughs> Well, you called him rich, but I feel like there's so much smoke and mirrors surrounding, like how much money he yeah. actually is making or has. Mm-hmm. He does not seem like an honest man. Yes. So I have no idea I whether he's. I, that's the thing about like him chartering all these flights and stuff. It's like that's really expensive. I I kind of don't think because I don't. Do we think he's making two hundred fifty grand a year doing corporate gigs? I don't. No, yeah. I don't. But I. I could see a world in which a guy who was in tech for probably two decades longer than he was even saying he was. I'm sure he I'm has sure a, lot, he has a of lot of money saved, fair. like stock sure. options right. and things like that. He's probably literally just like doing market shit, you know, mm-hmm. passive income. This is how all rich people, you know, that working is the worst way to make money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. All I do is I love to work. Uh, yeah, it's my passion. <laughs> well, we hope this podcast is working for you. How was that? Yeah, I don't, oh, I don't yeah usually, sure. I don't usually do the outro. We hope AJL Inc. is uh, is uh, working for you all. Yeah. Uh, and one day we hope that you're going to work for us. I want a team of writers. <laughs> yeah. more, more specifically for me. Really take, yeah. <laughs> Whispering at Adam's ear what he should say next. Oh, an earpiece where people feed me lines? <laughs> oh, that would, be a great over. Pa- that would be a great Patreon tier if we do an episode where we get like impractical jokered and people can make us <laughs> say whatever. <laughs> If you've ever been listening to a podcast and been like, I know what the next joke should be. What about which this? Which I have done. Because <laughs> these are my friends and I'm hanging out with them. Yeah. Well, imagine us three having a conversation, but we're only speaking as the person speaking into our earpiece. So it's three people converse. It's like a being John Malkovich kind yeah. of situation. I will be, yeah. For our gold here, patrons, I will become your avatar. <laughs> Well, don't spoil another movie. We've spoiled enough today. Um, <laughs> Spoiler, there's an avatar in the movie <laughs> avatar. avatar. Of which uh, Dan Nynan was in, right? <laughs> wrong, wrong one. No, he was, a, he was in The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah, but Avatar. Enough, like, fair, okay. fair enough. Yeah. And it's completely fair. Fair play to you, sir. Sorry, my earpiece was shortened out here. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I know. Well, usually, usually I whisper what Adam should say to the girl he's courting through the window. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I've been whispering to the girl. We should just Whoa, be dating. <laughs> me and you. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to the American Journal of Losers, everyone. Uh, thanks to Jail Lincoln Lodge Podcast Network. Uh, thank you all for listening. Yeah. Give some reviews on that thing. Uh huh. Shine us up. Make us look good. <laughs> have a have a good December eighth. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. Cut it. You-